Let us pray together the prayer for illumination. Holy God, as we turn to the scriptures, open our hearts and minds that we might encounter you in the person of Jesus Christ. Be with us as the word is read and proclaimed, that we might know you more fully and follow you more faithfully. Lesson from the Gospel, John the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 6 and 30 through 45. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death, but rather it is for God's glory, so that the Son of Man may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were, were there with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her were also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not he have opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, Already there's a stench because it has been dead four, yet four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out. His hands and feet were bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him 
and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what the Jesus did, believed in him. The word of God for the people of God. I'd like to invite any children who are here in the sanctuary who would like to, to come join me up here. And if you're worshiping online, just get a little closer to your screens and we'll have a moment together. Come on down. Oh my goodness, look at everybody. I hope y'all had fun yesterday and some of you got to play outside. I hope so. Maggie, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Come on up. What a wonderful crowd we have today. Wasn't it wonderful to celebrate baptism of a brother and sister today, too? That was really special. Because today we're talking about a family, a brother and his two sisters, as Pastor James read for us. You know what? Sometimes I get sad. And sometimes I cry. Have you all ever cried before? Yeah, we all cry, don't we? I got sad when my grandfather died. I called him Big Daddy. I got sad when our dog died. I get sad about things sometimes, and I cry. And you know, in our story today, it's a story about a family of two sisters and a brother. And the brother had died. And the sisters were really sad because they all loved each other very much. They were really good friends of Jesus, too. And Jesus came to visit them. And when he saw that they were crying, you know what happened? He cried, too. The very shortest verse in the Bible, two words, Jesus wept. And they mean so much to me. To know that Jesus loves us so much that he'll cry with us when we cry. When we're sad, it matters to Jesus. I love this picture on the front of our bulletin of Jesus hugging. I'm not sure if that's Martha or Mary. It could even be Lazarus. But he's just holding them and comforting them. And sometimes that's what we really need from God. But you know, the story goes on that Jesus Jesus healed Lazarus. And he raised him from the dead. And it's an amazing miracle that happens. But even though Jesus knew that he was going to do that, he still took time to comfort Martha and Mary. And that gives me comfort too. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you so much that when we are sad, we know that you're with us. That Jesus cried too and he understands We thank you that you hold us and that you just give us a hug to comfort us. We thank you for the people in our lives that show us that love too. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, three, four, and five-year-olds can go with Emily and Pastor Maggie to Children's Church. You had a birthday and now you're five? That's so exciting. What a big group we had today. That's wonderful. (laughs) Speaking of brothers and sisters. (laughs) 
If you worshiped with us last week, whether in person or online, you may remember that we sang some good old-fashioned hymns. We started off with Charles Wesley, Oh, For a Thousand Tongues to Sing, the Methodist, the United Methodist Anthem, it's often called. The service ended with Amazing Grace, and who doesn't know and love Amazing Grace? Now, if you had been at the 11 o'clock service, you would have gotten a chance to sing a middle hymn, and we sang Just As I Am. And I saw a few people wiping away tears as we sang some of those old favorites. Well, another old favorite that we sing sometimes is, what a friend we have in Jesus. Anybody know it? All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. That image of Jesus as a friend. It was an image that we often see in those older hymns. An image that helped many in some of the generations who've gone before us to, to pray and to connect with God. It's an image that I think often helps our children relate to God and relate to Jesus as a friend. As we look across Jesus' ministry as it's told to us in the four Gospels, I have to wonder, did Jesus have friends? He had disciples students, if you will, who followed him and apprenticed with him and were to carry on the ministry after him. He had family. The scriptures tell us he had some siblings. He had his mother, at least, in his adult life. But did he have friends? And what did it mean to be a friend of Jesus? Well, in the 11th chapter of John, we see this little family, Lazarus, Martha, and Mary, who seem to have been friends of Jesus. At the beginning of this text in chapter 11, it says Lazarus was referred to by his sisters as the one who Jesus loved. Lord, the one whom you love is ill. And then it says Jesus, even though he loved Martha and Mary, chose to stay two more days before he went to see them. The other Gospels say that as Jesus was spending his last days in Jerusalem, going into the city to teach in the temple, he would spend his evenings in Bethany. And Lazarus, Martha, and Mary, according to John, lived in Bethany. So I wonder if during those nights, the last week of his life, Jesus went to be with these dear, close, intimate friends. They didn't follow him like his disciples did or like the crowds did, but they had a special place in Jesus' life. And so I think it's, it's good for us to listen in to this encounter that Jesus has with these friends. If you've been with us through the season of Lent, we've been following Jesus and different encounters that he has in John's Gospel he talks with Nicodemus, the Pharisee. He has an encounter with a religious leader and a scholar. He has an encounter with a Samaritan woman at the well. An encounter with a marginalized man who was born blind. And this morning, we overhear an encounter he has with friends. So what can we learn from this encounter? Well, the story starts off 
with Jesus getting the message from the sisters that Lazarus is ill. And we know the end of the story. Jesus seems to know what he's going to do. He has a plan already in place. When he learns that Lazarus is ill, he makes a choice to wait so that he can then bring Lazarus back from the dead. This is his final sign in John's gospel. Jesus probably knows that doing this last miracle will set in motion the events that will lead to his own arrest and death. So his hour has come, and he makes the decision to wait. He knows that he's going to raise Lazarus, but nobody else knows that or understands that. The disciples don't get it. They don't know why Jesus is waiting, but he does delay. When he begins to get closer to Bethany after the delay, the story says it had been four days since Lazarus had died. I think it's significant that John tells us that in the gospel. There were some at the time who believed that when someone died, their soul sort of hovered around their body for three days, but on the fourth day, they were gone. They were really gone. If we look at much of scripture, there are things that God does on the third day. If some of you are reading through the Bible this year as we're doing together, we've been reading Joshua and Judges, and I've noticed several times in Joshua, on the third day, God acts. But this is the fourth day. A day that to Martha and Mary must feel too late. As one commentator put it, it's the day of hopelessness the day of giving up. That is the day that Jesus approaches the home of Martha and Mary. And we didn't hear this part of the story, but Martha is the first one to go running out, a woman of action. She goes out to meet Jesus and she says to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Now what is the tone of Martha's voice when she says that? What do you hear when you hear Martha, this dear friend of Jesus who had sent him a message, say to him, Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. I hear lots of things. I hear faith. Lord, if you had been here, death would not have won. If you had been here, you would have healed Lazarus. Lord, I know you have the power to heal. And if you'd been here, it wouldn't have happened. But I also hear a little bit of complaint. Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. Lord, where were you? Jesus engages Martha in a conversation where he talks about resurrection, where he says, I am the resurrection and the life. And she sort of understands and kind of believes, but not really sure what he's talking about. But together they move closer to the home and then Mary comes out, as we heard in the story, and she says the exact same thing that her sister had said. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And then we see in Jesus this emotion rising up. When he sees Mary weeping, when he sees all of those friends who had come to gather and mourn with Martha and Mary weeping, when he sees their grief, he is 
deeply moved and disturbed. There's even a note in the Greek of, of anger. What is that about? I wonder if he's, he's angry at the power that death still wields on this earth. I wonder if he's angry that no one yet understands the power that he has, the power of resurrection. Whatever the reasons for his emotions, they are deep. And he begins to weep. The NRSV says Jesus began to weep. But I like the shorter version better. Jesus wept. The shortest verse in all of the Bible and yet one of the most profound. That on the fourth day... In those times when we are hopeless, when it feels too late, when life has just dealt us a blow that seems final, God in Jesus is right there with us, weeping with us, understanding our grief and holding us in it. And in some ways, my friends, that feels like enough. Just that God is with us but there's more. The story goes on. It does not end with the death of Lazarus and the tears of all of those who loved him. Jesus isn't finished yet. And so he makes his way to the tomb and he faces it down and he says, roll the stone away. And here Martha, I think, speaks for all of us. Wait, don't. It's been four days. It's too late. There's a stench already. We can smell death. Once again, the King James Version is, is kind of interesting here. Martha says, he stinketh. Death stinks. And I want to say that. I want to say that to Jesus. I want to say that in my prayers. Death stinks. Cancer stinks. Poverty and injustice and racism stink. Tornadoes ravaging little towns in Mississippi and Alabama stink. We want to say those things in our prayers. And this story invites us to do that. What is it in your life that you want to say out loud that just stinks? Well, in this story, we know that God is with us and recognizes that and stands with us. Jesus didn't judge Martha and Mary for their feelings or for their grief or for their inability to understand the bigger picture. He just wept with him. And then he went and faced down the tomb and with all of Martha's protestations that it just stinks too bad, Jesus said, unroll the stone. And then he offers up a prayer that it's as if it's already done. And he cries out, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man, as he's called in the story, stands up and goes to the entrance of the tomb and through the death cloths that are covering his face, he sees the light of day. And Jesus says, unbind him and let him go. And Martha and Mary and Lazarus 
now see their friend in all of this wonder and power has power over death. That in him somehow, even on the fourth day, there is hope and there is new life. And that death does not have the final word. Death no longer has the power that they thought it once had. You know, the truth is, at some point down the road, Lazarus and Martha and Mary all died. As we all do, it's part of life. But maybe through their relationship with Jesus, they learned to be in relationship with death in a different way. Maybe they learned that there was more to life than the fear of death and more to death than the end of life. There's a prayer we say in the service of death and resurrection in our liturgy. Let me read it to you because I want to make sure I get the words right. May the mystery of these words, the mystery and power of Jesus who is our friend and who also is the resurrection and the life, hold us as we ponder these words. Speak to us once more your solemn message of life and of death. Help us to live as those who are prepared to die. And when our days here are accomplished, enable us to die as those who go forth to live, so that living or dying, our life may be in you. Amen.